0: This podcast is brought to you by the Trinity Whip Company. Battling daily whip fever? Sadly, there is no cure, only treatment. More whips. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Burning. TrinityWhipCo.com Or look for the link on our main page. TheFedoraChronicles.com Chronicles.com. This is the Fedora Chronicles Network.
1: This is Metaphysical Connection, episode fifty-five. I'm your host, Carol Fisk. This time, Walt Schnabel, Jim Loretta, and my husband Eric talk about ancient legends regarding visitors from other worlds. And Jim introduces us to the book Zulu Shaman: Dreams, Prophecies, and Mysteries. This book discusses how ancient African creation stories paralleled the legends of the Anunnaki. Then Eric and Walt talk about the infamous document from the Brookings Institute published in 1960 titled, Proposed Studies on the Implications of Peaceful Space Activities for Human Affairs. Eric explains how this was the most important document of the 20th century and how it laid out the development of technology that would occur after its publication, that same technology we take for granted today. Finally, we introduce our GoFundMe drive to get a very special guest on a future episode. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
2: we have a guest um i don't think i talked to you about this we have a big are we recording yet or not we are recording okay uh we we have a guest coming up uh his name is walter bosley yeah
3: um you do hair transplant
2: what's that the hair transplant <laughs> no that's a different one <laughs> uh, at least i don't that might be a, a branch of his family but um Oh, he has different roots. <laughs> 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 Don't even give him a little bit of an opening Um uh, <laughs> uh, This guy is, is I think, very cool. He's got. Um, he he was in the FBI and um, the Air Force Intelligence, I believe. And his father was in Air Force Intelligence, so um, he he's got some real insights into the you know kind of behind the scenes mechanisms. Of of the military intelligence, and he's he's got a theory about um, breakaway civilizations. How how there are parallel civilizations that have broken away. Yeah. Um, and one of them is uh, that's remember the information I sent you on the Nimza. Yes. He he believes that one of them is is based on this group, the Nimza. Which goes back pretty far. We're gonna we're gonna talk about them today as part of the secret space program. Yeah, they were they were sort of the progenitors of the um, of the Nazi movement, really, in some okay. senses. Uh, they 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 were um, they were heavily involved. They they were actually a really a group of Prussian. Um, Industrialists and scientists that got together and and created um, started working on new propulsion systems. Okay. Back in the 1800s, believe it or not. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I think that's why there,
4: you had so many airship sightings back then.
2: Yeah. Do you know about that? Have you heard oh, about yeah. that? yeah,
4: there were a ton of
2: them. Yeah. Oh, that's something we're going to talk about today. I didn't know whether you had. Uh, there was the um, Sonora Air Club. Air Club. Have you heard about that?
3: I'm not sure. Go ahead. That's
0: one of those things where it's like if if you pay attention to um, UFO legend and lore, eventually you you will hear about that. So okay so you, right. I think you're past due. They there
2: there was a guy um, it's 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 convoluted, but but there was a guy that was involved with the NIMSA, his his name was Charles Delashau. Um now this is in the eighteen hundreds. Um, and apparently, he he was uh, commissioned by this Nimsa group to come over to the United States and start um, like a separate branch of, of this aerospace. At that point, it was kind of an aerospace group uh, because there was because the United States was so mineral rich, mm-hmm. okay. and and they they developed this substance called NB gas, which nobody really seems to know what it was. Uh, I'm getting kind of into the show right now, but um, I, I wanted to run this by you to see how much of this you knew, Jim. Um, this, this is this is a little little quiz for you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> okay. So so this guy um Delishow came over to the United States and he he moved from started on the East Coast and he moved around and he ended up in Sonora, California. And, and apparently, he was a, he was a physicist, and he, he was working with this NB gas. And th- this gas was, um, <clears throat> was the first attempt at anti-gravity. So they, d- they developed these airships, this Sonora Flight Club, and, and people were, were sighting them, spotting them. And what they were, they were like balloons, sort of. They were, they were kind of oblong, uh, but they had propellers on them. So, so they were really strange- looking, like on, on both sides. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, this group then, after th- using the resources or whatever they needed from the United States, this gradually worked its way back to, back over to Prussia again. And this was really the very very beginning of the, uh, of the secret space program, really, which is what we're going to talk about today. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, no, then, that. <clears throat> and then later in his life, uh, Charles uh, Delachow um, he he became an artist and he started doing paintings of these watercolors and and I think oils of these airships and there, there's a book of them. I mean you can actually see them online. Um, and and this is something that Bosley talks about and he'll probably t- go a little more in depth. We're, we're he's going to be on the show May 11th by the by the way. I've got him booked so he's okay. he's uh, he's a pretty tuned up guy. He's he's got several books out. um so, so he says that um, Trump's uh, relatives were involved with this group over in Prussia. Trump is, uh, actually has German roots. His his name is really pronounced Trump. Who, Donald uh, Trump? Donald Trump, yeah. Trumpf. Trump, well, Trump. okay. okay, Eric.
0: I'm sorry. I don't mean <laughs> to be a dick.
2: <laughs> you don't have any choice, Eric. That's just the way you are.
0: <laughs> it's genetic. It runs in my family.
2: Well, interestingly enough, though... Um, one of Delaunay's paintings has Trump on one of these airships. Painted on one of these airships, the name Trump or, what is it, Eric Trump? Drumpf. Drumpf. D R. Okay. D Drumpf. Drumpf. It's the sound that it's the
0: sound that uh, the, a pigeon makes when it when it hits a window in a skyscraper.
2: Drumpf. Yeah, yeah. On, on, on uh, Trump Tower. Exactly. Uh, so th- this is the to me the really cool part is that Trump's uncle. I think it was his uncle or his, maybe his great uncle, was, uh, was an electrical engineer. And he's the guy that got, took possession of um, Tesla's documents when he died.
4: In a way, that, that's uh, pretty interesting. So.
2: Is, is, that, is that not an outrageous scenario when you that's think great. about the whole connection? That's- the whole yeah. thing
0: with how the family made its fortune, and now he's the president of the United States, right?
2: And and he he apparently made the statement that he looked at the documents and yeah, there was some interesting stuff, but not really anything of consequence. That's apparently what he said. So
0: if that's but, true, that's that's tragic, right that's, there. That's nonsense.
2: That's ridiculous. That's nonsense.
0: What you mean if he actually saw it or whether or not he? No, thought he, I'm was...
2: sure he saw it and, and realized that there was good stuff in there and, and just diminished it. You know, like like they did with Tesla forever. Sure. You know. So anyway, I thought you'd find that in- interesting, Jim. So this this guy Bosley has a lot of knowledge about that. So we're going to talk to about, talk to him about that, and and he also, I think, believes that the Nazis created a breakaway civilization. Yeah. After the war. Um, so it's all kind of cool stuff.
0: Well, know? I absolutely totally believe that the Nazis created a breakaway civilization. The question mm-hmm. is, where did they go? Are they living on the opposite side of the moon? Are they living in Argentina? near underground base in in uh, um, Antarctica?
2: I I think that's one of the locations. There's an underground base in Antarctica. I know, yeah. Jim. You've you've done a lot of research on that over the years. Yeah, I, know.
4: I mean, uh, it's nothing concrete. A lot of speculation, but uh, supposedly it's linked to Admiral Byrd and the big, the huge fight. Supposedly to the U.S. Had the Nazis in their UFOs? Project
2: um, Project High Jump.
4: Yeah, High Jump. So. Uh, what know. do you
2: know about that? Do you know? Do you have any? Well, I think we should do a whole show on that. Actually, I think that you was know, like a pivotal uh, post-war event.
4: Bird had a diary that no one's allowed to see. I don't know if it's in the archives or what. Where he talked about all this and documented, mm-hmm. it, and that uh, he went there with an expedition, and there was the you know some of our. Planes were shot down. I'm not sure if some of our ships were sunk. And I don't know how you keep something like that under wraps with all the military involved. But, you know, they kept UFOs under wraps. So maybe they swear the secrecy. But supposedly, well, he, he, um, it was a big battle and we never went back.
2: Yeah. He came, he came back with his tail between his legs. Apparently. Something he, was going <clears throat> on there. Something. Oh, yeah. Something big. He did a, he did a news conference in... Um, I don't know if that's. I guess that's documented. I'm not sure. I'd have to have to look for that. But he did a news conference immediately following on his way back, in um, I think Chile, Chile, and and he said that he encountered um, flying craft that could that could go from the South Pole to the North Pole within minutes. That was yeah. one of the statements he made. Well, hold on a second here,
0: and let's stop and think about this for a second. If the Nazis do have craft that could do that, why didn't mm-hmm. they win the Second World War?
2: Well, they didn't use them. They, they they lost the war before they could bring the technology to fruition. Right. Okay. That was Hitler's doing. I think. I think Hitler just. I don't know. He went. He went crazy or something, and, and well, just he went um, off
4: on a tangent. He was all over the map, developing you know secret weapons and right the, the, this. Uh, supersonic jets and
0: he was all yeah yeah he he, Plus, he
4: didn't really have uh, full control i think it was was it kaltenbrunner who somebody some ss officer was in charge of that mm-hmm. whole thing and he disappeared he had killed all the slaves uh in the, in the polish mine where they were like doing this research and uh, he disappeared with the research and i guess a group of soldiers so who knows where he went
2: who was the guy that uh, I lost his name now? He he kind of defected. He went went over to England. Um, was it Martin? Was that was Borman? Gorm- okay. Is that Martin Borman? Uh,
4: supposedly Martin Borman, and the, the hunt for Hitler series. Supposedly uh, he ended up in South America with Hitler and died there of old age.
2: Did, didn't he go? Rudolf Hess. Rudolf Hess is Rudolph the one. Rudolf
4: Hess flew to England.
2: Yeah. Okay, he one one of those two. I can't remember which one actually got together with a with a group of industrialists right before you know, as the war was looking like it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work out for the Nazis. He got together with a group of uh, not, uh, um financiers and and got all the or not all, but a ton of Nazi loot out of the country and deposited it somewhere. Oh yeah, um,
4: they were. Uh... They were uh, planning well ahead of time for like a fourth yeah. Reich. They,
2: they, I, saw I, it,
0: they saw it coming. This is a perfect time to talk mm-hmm. once again about Jim Mars's book, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, and he devotes the right. first quarter of the book talking about where did all the Nazi materials go just before the end of the war. And there is a lot of lot of discussion about Nazi subs that crossed the Atlantic. And, and they, um, somewhere in South America, they dispatched, um, all sorts of trucks and trains and everything and, and brought all of their material to, uh, mm-hmm. to Argentina or, or, uh, and, uh, you know, where the book boys from Brazil comes from, obviously, you
3: right, know, right. And they,
2: yeah, they, um, they got out while the getting was good, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, supposedly some of, the, some of the U-boats had cargoes of mercury on board. Oh, they, they had big uh,
0: quantities of mercury. They had huge quantities of, <clears throat> of, of mercury, uranium. some of the allegedly, according to Jim Mars's book and the research that he did, that some of the uranium that we used on the atomic bombs that we dropped on Japan, which we were talking about before the show, was actually from Germany, was from, from some of yeah, the. I'm not, I'm not surprised from, by from the uh, experiments that uh, Heisenberg was in charge of,
2: but, but um, the mercury they were I think were using as um, part of their their anti-gravity research yeah um, again we're getting in we're getting into the todays show but, getting um, into um, some weird 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 but the, I think there. the mercury was was the basis for um, supposedly when when you spin mercury um, and and it's not just pure mercury it's it's refined somehow yeah. um, I'm not quite sure they call it red mercury I'm not sure what the right. difference is. I don't know the scientific difference, but um, that's that's when you spin Mercury at a high speed, yeah. that's what creates an anti-gravity effect. Well, you know what? It's funny that you should which mention is, that. Which is what this Gla- Der, Der Glaco was based on, the, the,
0: the Nazi bell. Yeah, apparently a lot of people, a lot of astronomers have been doing a lot of research and they're trying to explain um, Jupiter's magnetic field. How is Jupiter's magnetic field is so much powerful than than any other magnetic field that we know of in the universe today, even more powerful than 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 the magnetic field of the sun. It's because the the the, the liquid metallicized helium and hydrogen at the center of it is spinning like crazy. There's something about spinning spinning liquid metal that that yeah creates yeah, creates an anti-gravity really effect, wild right. effects i
2: i actually took my thermometer yeah and i was spinning it over my head yeah for like really fast and i got off the ground just just a, just a little smidge, tiny bit just yeah, a smidge like i like a, you could put a piece of paper under my feet you know i bet that yeah. was cool it was good nice little experiment <laughs> nice cool. little high huh <laughs> yeah. well i will not want to talk about that but um So, so Jim, uh, we're we're getting off on a sort of a tangent, but it's not really because I think that um, you know all this stuff really ties together. It ties into what is going on now, you know, Uh, which people I don't think realize. Uh,
3: That's another.
0: That's another thing that we're going to talk about later in the show. About there are things going on in the background within the deep state that people have no idea.
2: Oh, clearly and obviously. And yeah. the thing
0: is, yeah. is that I, and I spent a lot of time in the past week reading a reading a document that's. You know, when we say it's all part of the plan, it's all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. This is the document. That's the. plan. You're talking
2: about the Brookings report. I am. Yeah. I am. Do you know about anything about that, Jim? The Brookings report. Have you heard of I've it? I've
4: heard or? of it. I don't recall the details.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today, Eric's uh, sort of embraced it as his new bible i think i it's Um, i'm
0: just a little preview
2: when i came when i came today he was rubbing it on his chest don't lie it wasn't my chest well i I, I, I wanted to keep it clean
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i i i will say we are going to have links we're going to have links to it we're going to have um what i think are some of the most important Paragraphs in the Brookings Institute document right and I mean, the and which I, was
2: commissioned by Eisenhower We yeah, think and anyway. we th-
0: we're pretty sure right. and
2: uh, uh, and on top of
0: everything else is that this is the blueprint and it pretty much predicted Modern life as we would be living it today. They predicted so many things that we take for granted today It's not even funny
2: uh, above and beyond um, What what impact? Uh, the realization of alien contact would have on I mean, it, the it, it's i mean i, I how I'm, big is that sucker i mm-hmm. i have not read the whole thing it's
0: only well the thing is is that it, yeah the, I mean, the it way was, that i've been report, reading it right? it's it wasn't, a report it wasn't it's like a, a book already it's like it's like a couple it's like 160 pages yeah
2: that's well, pretty long
0: but it's like when they <clears throat> broke them down into html files it's like it's like it's 11 long pages mm. it's like oh so it's kind of compacted it's light and yeah. you know but the thing is is that it, 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 they either predicted this or they laid down the, the 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 groundwork and said if we're going to be a space faring society within the next hundred years this is what we have to do and we've done most of it already
2: right i i actually think eisenhower was a who, who we think may have been the one that commissioned it or or at least you know he was part of the whole thing anyway uh, I think he's a bigger player in all this than, than people realize. I think he's got a bigger piece to this than, you know, this secret space program and the the whole alien interaction with, with the human race. There's a, lo- like there's, a,
0: there's a lot of things going on. Oh, and by the way, and another thing in... Eisenhower's farewell address warning about the unwarranted authority granted to the
2: right that's the famous uh, to
0: the uh, military industrial complex right, right. he was talking about this document
2: I, I don't doubt it I don't doubt it yeah that and that's that was pivotable I mean he he was giving us a big clue as to what was yeah. going on yeah <coughs> and, it, what's that he's certainly close yeah All right. so um, yeah I, I sent you guys that that um, little piece on um on uh, Eisenhower's great granddaughter. Now she's unfortunately she's positioned herself, and and I, I, I'm sure this is tongue in cheek. Uh, she says that she's batshit crazy. She says she's. Bat she says she's batshit. She crazy.
0: says she says she's batshit crazy.
2: Right. And every and and a lot of skeptics are, are picking up on that, and 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 I think she's doing that in a like kind of kidding way, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But she claims, um, apparently, that she was recruited for a, to be part of a colony on Mars. Um, what do you guys think about that? I mean, is that... Well,
4: uh, you know what? <clears throat> my good friend has told me in passing uh, more than once in our conversations um, that, you know, the whoever the powers to be are you know, have already planned to leave Earth. They they know they've screwed it up, and they've been like jumping. They have like uh, teleportation. They, they they call it jumping, jumping to Mars and other planets. That they have a space fleet. That they're like they've already made plans to leave. So yeah, I absolutely believe that what she's saying is is quite possibly the truth.
2: Are you talking about using stargates to?
4: Uh, they never 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 got into the specifics. They just yeah. said that they they have time travel,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that
4: the, the and they also like. You know, uh, I've already been to other planets, uh, that they they have the ability to jump, but that's like so buried in, uh, you know, in secrecy that we'll never hear about it, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about in my alternative section today, if there's time for it. No, oh, go, ahead, for go
2: for it. it. Go yeah, for, for it. it. We're, we're just, okay, we I'm, got I'm off gonna, on a little bit of I'm a tangent. I'm going to uh, like,
4: like, uh, di- divert from my usual like, news of the week and just... Go into what, what everyone's been talking about, you know, hoping for is disclosure. And my contention is, you know, we're all dreaming. There's never going to be disclosure. And when there is disclosure, because they lie so much, it will be a, an assortment of truths and half-truths and distortions and like we'll never, ever have uh, true disclosure. But my contention is disclosure is there if we're willing to open our eyes. You know, it, it's in the lore of the – so-called primitive peoples around the planet, if we're willing to look at it and believe the cl- disclosures are already there, and what I would like to lead into with that is the the book that I highly recommend to everyone is called Zulu Shaman by uh, Vuzula Maz. How is he pronouncing it? Mutwa. Crado Mutwa.
3: Mm-hmm. And basically,
4: mm-hmm. he's I the guy that he's little, the guy that
2: p- David Ike has has done a lot of work with him. And
4: yeah. I like to just. Uh, Piggyback on, on the email I sent you, Well, Basically, the, if you listen to this, it makes sense in, in terms of like the Anunnaki, sorry, Eric,
2: and nope, everything else. it's okay. Can get your bell out, Eric.
4: <laughs> <laughs> get the bell out. Come on, I'm waiting for it. Ding,
2: ding. They're anyway, Glocka. <laughs> in,
4: in, in, their, in their lore, uh, the first people on Earth were red. Uh, and that uh, the stories that have been passed down to them is that Mars was ruled by a race of women. Men were secondary. They rebelled. There was a terrible war using devastating weapons, which makes sense. There's no more atmosphere. There used to be oceans. I mean, Mars was de- devastated, and probably the planet that, it, that is now the asteroid belt uh, fell victim to that violence. Right. And um,
0: well, the remnants,
4: um, the survivors, were uh, traveled to uh, the Sirius, the dog star, and there they were welcomed by this race of fish people. And the king of the fish people was called Namo, and that that goes that that name comes right from the Babylonian legends of the Anunnaki,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and supposedly they were allowed to live peacefully alongside of them, and then the, the humans uh, evidently killed one of the fish people, and it was uh, there was a war, and uh, they were uh, you know cast out, and he he. Put, he had mercy on the humans, though, and he put the, in charge of the humans his two sons, and I think that was Enlil Enki. And they, according to them, they hollowed, they made a, they hollowed out an egg, and transported the humans to the Earth. Well, that was the moon, and they tra- they the humans begged not to go back to the red sand planet, which was Mars, so they took them to Earth and they put the moon in orbit around it. We're talking about. Like spans of time, I can't even wrap my head around.
3: Mm -hmm. And that
4: uh, during the journey… Probably
2: millions of years. …the spaceship
4: or the moon became pockmarked. And um, the humans were… The first human put down was like Adam, which means red. And, um, you know, that was the beginnings of us inhabiting planet Earth. So, you know, if you look at all this, their legends make perfect… They sink perfectly. With the stuff we've been reading about in the Babylonian uh, account of, uh, of uh, the Anunnaki and uh, Enlil Enki and how, you know, you know humans uh, uh, were interfaced with them. So if you go a little bit farther uh, in what he discloses, he said it's, it's because of extreme prejudice uh, in Africa, uh, you know, whites toward the blacks there, they, they've never bothered to delve into uh, the knowledge that they take for granted. Uh, they, they know they've been visited and are still visited by various alien races. Um, and they describe each one. I mean, I could go into that, but I don't want to take up the time. You can go into the book and, and look at it for yourself. And there's one particular creature, and I think you mentioned this before. Well, I don't know what name you use, but there's one very fearsome alien. Whenever that alien shows up, uh, there, there's a lot of violence and war that starts on the planet or in a certain area of the planet where they visit. So, and you, Walt, you had talked about um, some, some kind of race-like feeling on feeding off the fear and violence that it creates amongst us. Uh, you had a name for that. Oh, the
3: Archons. Yeah, the Archons. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah exactly. So, um, he 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 gave a fascinating account of the different type of. Uh, alien races. Uh, he was abducted uh, for three days, and uh, he he said that was like a, a, a real horrific experience. He says some of the alien races that come, he described what they look like. Some are benevolent. Some give uh, mankind knowledge. Um, there's there's one race that I guess they kind of look like um, Aryan looking. He says they're type they're benevolent and they 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 try to help and they try to share knowledge. And there are others like uh, that almost look like half-machine, half-bio uh, you know, a bio creatures that um, are very strange-looking. Like cyborgs. I mean, cool. All yeah. this stuff, if you read it, it, it it resonates with all the other pieces of information that we've talked about and that I'm sure you guys have read. So I really encourage anybody to pick up this book and just go – You know, if you don't want to read through the beginning, go to the middle of it and just – just look at the section where they talk about aliens.
3: What's, what's I mean, They
4: the, take it for granted.
3: What's
2: the name of the book again, Jim?
4: It's called Zulu Shaman by Kredo Mutwa. Yeah,
2: you know, the, the problem um, with this is that people just view this as primitive kind of folklore. That's you know, what he said. One of the things is, is that, you know, the, the primitive... Um people don't have really the language to describe these things. And and so it comes off that way. You know, it comes off as almost like a um like a myth or something. But but it's really based on, on real knowledge, I think, anyway.
4: It, it absolutely <clears throat> is. And he, he validated what uh RD six killer Clark talked about you know, in, in her book series, right, uh, he right. said that the other people that have the same knowledge that the Africans have are the Navajo.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: that, uh, as a, as a shaman leader, he wears certain symbols so that when the aliens come, they know that he's peaceful and that they are, that he, they can communicate with him that he's open to that. And he says uh, amongst the Navajo, you know, the same thing, the chief when they're visited, the chief goes out, and there's offerings, and like there's almost mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. you know a peace offering, and, and they uh, they interface, and that's you know six Sixkiller Clark has talked about that well, quite extensively well, in her books.
2: All all the indigenous peoples have have very similar creation stories and things like that that absolutely, um, absolutely. that all kind of overlap. You know, and people yeah, discount those as just you know, primitive stories that they've made up to explain things because they didn't understand it. And, and I think that that's nonsense. I think that they have a vast amount of knowledge that some, you know, from, from my experience with, with dealing with Native American elders, they're, they're very unwilling to share a lot of what they know because they know that it won't be used in a proper way. You know, and and people will disrespect it and not not give it the you know the the respect that it deserves. So you know we don't we don't even really have access to all of the knowledge that's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this guy has shared uh, Credo Mutwa. I think that's how you say his name. Yes, has has shared a lot of what he knows. He's he's getting pretty old now. He's he's probably not going to be around too much longer. Yeah, yeah, he's in
3: his nineties.
2: Yeah. But even like the Dogon tribe, in uh, I don't, I don't he,
4: he mentioned the Dogons.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, they they have vast knowledge of of celestial um, alignments and th- and things like that, which they, they should, should have they should no have. way of knowing. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, they don't have telescopes. They don't have. They have nothing. No, they, I mean, I mean it's a primitive tribe, you know. But that knowledge has been at some point in time has been shared yeah. with them, and they've passed it down orally. Um, you know, for eons, I guess, since since they were engaged with whatever people they were engaged with. I yeah. Don't know.
0: Jim, do me a favor if you can. <clears throat> if, when, she, if, when you're done with that book, pass along to Walt and I. We'd love to love to read it and like to get the author or or one of the editors on the mm-hmm. show, obviously. So sure. OK, so. We'll
4: so, you know, the I, I think that I um, just thought that that would be. A oh, nice lead into your uh, show today.
2: Well, I, I think another thing, too, that um, that crossed my mind when, when you sent me the email is that, you know, our, our, not only our solar system, but the universe has a rich history that we have no knowledge of. No, of course we're, not. We're very little
0: knowledge. Of. <laughs> and we're going to talk about and, that. And, and, and,
2: and I think that Lucas um, downloaded that from somewhere. I, I don't know where he got yeah. his Star Wars premise from, Um. Here, here's another interesting thing um, kind of segueing on that and, and I don't know if you guys know about this. Do, Jim does the name um, Leslie Stevens d- does that ring a bell with you?
4: No, why should it?
2: Well, in, in a sense and, and I think when I when I explain who that is you you probably will it'll probably click with you. I think it's Leslie Stevens. Pretty sure I got that right. Yeah. Anyway, he was the uh, he was the director of a lot of the um, Outer Limit shows.
4: Oh yeah. Oh okay.
2: And he was also, um, I think, a producer or maybe a director on a lot of the Star um, Twilight Zone episodes. Mm, okay. Um, now the the interesting part about that is is that his father was an admiral in the Navy, and he took. Um, he took Gene Roddenberry under his wing, and okay. and supposedly, Roddenberry was given a lot of his knowledge about the shows that he eventually, or the the premises premises that he used to create the Star Trek episodes, were downloaded to him. Yeah, um, and the Navy is has apparently had a program that's been ongoing to slowly get people oriented to the concepts of (laughs) of, of disclosure. You you were talking about disclosure earlier. Um, I mean, I I think that we're disclosure. I think we're part of the movement of disclosure. The metaphysical connection. Yeah, I I don't think – you're right, Jim. The government's never going to come out and say, oh, yeah, this, this, and this, and be straight up with it. Never. No, so all all the shows like our show, which is, you know, is is on a smaller level, but but like coast to coast and yeah. it's it's getting the knowledge out to people, you know. And once you hear about this stuff, you're kinda of like not quite the same anymore. You know, most people anyway. No. Anybody well, you know that gives what? it any my, kind of credibility. My
4: sister in law Sally, mm-hmm. my brother's wife, yeah. Somehow she came across our show. She loves it and she goes like that was her message to you guys. She wanted to say hi and she wanted to say like you know, don't give up, keep putting it out there because you'll get through to to some people.
0: Yeah, I think that's because the thing is, is that we, I mean, we try so hard to do a quality show for the people who listen. And, and the thing is, is that I really honestly believe that we are, we are part of a much bigger movement and that what we're trying to do is we're trying to present this, the topic in such a way that it's, Everybody can enjoy it. I mean, and we laugh at ourselves. We laugh at each other a yeah. lot. And, and we know that this sounds crazy to a lot of people. Well,
2: it's like, like Eisenhower's great-granddaughter saying she's batshit crazy. She's, that's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You know, she's not actually saying she is. You know, She's saying that's probably how people are going to perceive what she's saying. But, you know? when,
0: but when you read some of these things, like, I mean, I have here, or I had it until I cleaned up the office a little bit, you know, the, the, the um, um, gods of Eden, And it was just like you read one chapter of that and it was just every chapter is you have to sit down, you have to digest it. Doing this research on the Brookings Institute, the, uh, the document that they did for NASA and the Eisenhower, when you read that, you realize there was an actual plan. There's an actual Star Trek in a very large extent was oh, a part absolutely. of that plan totally yeah star wars mm-hmm. to some small extent was a part of that plan
2: as is the secret space program and you look it's, at it is very similar to what star trek was saying and and you look at every i mean steven
0: spielberg's close encounters of the of, of the of the third kind is a part of whether they know it or not well i think in spielberg's case i think he does i think he's been given a lot of knowledge and, and it was just like and we're gonna talk about this more in the show. Whereas it's like somebody came up with a blueprint. This group of people came up with a blueprint and they said, This is what we have to do within the next hundred years to get to the next stage of right. human evolution. Right. They almost say that almost as explicit explicitly they say that. Almost explicitly. And they come And that's
2: up, part of I think in some sense that's part of disclosure. That's that's where yeah. they're going with it. It's yeah. just in a it's presented in a, in a form that seems like entertainment, you know. But yeah. but it resonates with people. Those old um, Outer Limits and and Twilight Zones that was good stuff. I mean, Outer Limits had some a little bit of hokey special effects and things. Right. But, but the Twilight Zone was that that was a that was a tuned up show. For yeah. I mean, they're still good yeah. when you watch them today. Even oh my! Oh my son loves them. My youngest yeah. son loves yeah. them. You know, a, a little a little side note on the on the. Um, on Leslie Stevens being the um, having, having the father being an admiral. Um, well, I think you remember Jim that uh, M- Jim Morrison's father was an admiral. Yeah. Oh, right. And yeah. and I think I think he was I think he was programmed. Jim Morrison. I think he was programmed early on by his father, and and he broke away from it. Yeah, Um, and I think a part of his message was getting that out to people. Break on through to the other side through his music. Yeah, oh yeah, and and I think he broke away from his programming. And my opinion now, I think that's why he was killed. And I do think he was killed. I I don't. I I don't. I always have had trouble believing that. I mean, I know he had you know problems with alcohol and drugs and stuff, but um, I, I do think that he was taken out. Uh, because of that reason, I think he was he went against the he went against the company line that his father he and, went and against that's why he disavowed his fa- remember he said his family was all dead yeah i don't know, do you remember that some point where he was he was going through customs or something and they asked him about his family and he said they're all dead and then people realized that his father was actually an admiral in the navy you know so I think it all kind of ties together and the navy is where all of this this is where that yeah. funnels through it's like, a you know, I've heard house. that over and over and over again in many different resources. And you probably have too, Jim, haven't you? Yep. All this stuff comes through the Navy. You know, it's yep. it's it's, it's what uh, it's the agency for that for whatever reason. I I don't know why. You know, and that's you think about the Philadelphia experiment. I was going to mention the Philadelphia experiment. I jumped. Experiment. On, I jumped. I preempted you on that, Eric. I'm telling I you. I kind of read it, read your lips, Eric. <laughs> like George Bush. <laughs> I do. I do often. Read my
0: lips. <laughs> I do often often mutter Even to myself.
2: I have
3: pneumonia.
2: <laughs> read my lips. I've got pneumonia again. <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Uh, I, uh, I opened yeah. the door for Eric to do his George Bush imitation. Yeah. Unfortunately, open the door. Opera- That's
4: okay. Let him. Let him have some fun. I
2: will. <laughs>
4: oh <Okay. laughs> uh, shit. Well, anyway, that's all I got this week.
3: I hope you guys have a great show. I've
2: got. I've got one other thing um, that that I wanted to talk about, um, and I just forgot what it is. Oh <laughs> uh, God, why did it? it just jumped right out of my mind? One thing I wanted to do as a, like a final thing uh, while you were still here Jim um, what was it Eric help me out here I didn't tell you about it uh, <laughs> you can't help me anyway I'll probably I, 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 I especially wanted to run that thing about the uh, about the outer limits and, uh, um, and the Twilight Zone and, and those things there's being all, there's sort of precursors the, to uh, yeah oh I, I, I know what it is it just came into my mind there's a movie coming out I think tomorrow Okay. Um, it's called... Here, let me get my show notes here. It's called Phoenix Forgotten. Oh, really?
0: Have you guys heard about this? Is it is it going no. to be in the theaters? Or? It is. It's
2: a the- theatrical movie. Um, it's about... Um, obviously, it's fiction, but it's based on the the Phoenix UFO sightings. Oh, uh, yes, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. This is in that. When was that? In the '90s. Oh right? my. Oh my God. What it was. Ninety-five, ninety-six. Um, so it's 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 one of those found footage deals. Okay. Yeah. Where um, three um, young people disappeared the night of the of the sightings. Oh, so it's and not. And they took some footage, and um, no, it's not like a documentary. It's it's, it's, it's like fictional. fiction. Um, however, the good news is that Ridley Scott is involved with it.
3: Well, then he's that a, means he, I have to go see
2: it. A, um, he's not like directly involved. He was more like a um, creative advisor, okay. but he liked it. He liked the premise and he liked the the end product. So that's, that's always a good sign. Ridley Scott's like amazing, amazing genius. So uh, that's what I wanted to run by. I didn't know whether you guys had heard about that or not, but I think it's coming out tomorrow, April 21st, so might be something to check out yeah i'm looking at i'm looking
0: it up right now and i think that it's like that's one of those things where i think you and i should take a we should we should do
2: a road trip absolutely yeah without the lsd i
0: i, I was i had i was did not mention lsd at oh. all like, no, I, I
2: was thinking about the like jack kerouac kind of road oh trips, oh, you
0: know. oh okay road all right. trips Get it. no Get we it, should Eric? yeah yeah i got it i got it um. Yeah. No. I, I. think that we should definitely see it. And. And.
2: I'll be Jack Kerouac, and <laughs> you can be Neil Cassidy. Okay. Uh, or you can pick your character if you want.
0: Okay. I. I prefer. I, I. prefer to uh, my. My wife had said this, in reference, and and I and I asked my wife. I says, "What's your favorite character?" Because every once in a while, it's like my kids are getting into costume reproductions. And who's the next character that I should do? And my wife said, you know who my favorite character is in all of science fiction? I said, no, who? You, Eric Fisk.
3: (laughs) That's
2: pretty
0: good. My my wife said that I am her favorite character in all of science fiction. I don't know. And how much did you pay her to say that? I didn't pay her to say anything. That's that's a sick part. (laughs) That is that is sick. She volunteered that information. So I'm her I'm her favorite hero in all of all of science fiction.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is Eric's fantasy life coming out now. (laughs) Hey,
3: you allowed to have
2: fantasy.
0: I'm going to kill you with my
2: karaoke. <laughs> Unfortunately my wife says the same thing except that it's a horror character.
3: <laughs> it's not sci-fi she doesn't like sci-fi.
2: So. She's uh did, did you hear my little spiel about the alien that came out of my face, Jim, uh, on the last show and I don't know if you had time to, to listen to the last show. And you should. I, yeah: I had facial surgery, and a, there, an alien. Remember the noise where the, when the alien came out of the guy, like,
3: "eeeeee!" <laughs> and it like
2: ran, ran off the, <laughs> out of the room. Uh, that's, what, that's what happened. <laughs>
0: let, me just, let me just give you a little more background here. <laughs>
1: so the
0: thing is is that so, so I was editing the show. Right. And of course Walt is talking about it and I inserted the audio from Alien. That
2: was good, Eric. That was good. That was good.
0: <laughs> and of course I played it for my wife and kids. And it was like the thing is, she said, My wife's not familiar with the movie Alien. But she knew exactly she's How could only she be been married to <laughs> you and not be She's only with seen it once.
2: Okay. Wow. Well, that's
0: okay. hard to imagine. But. it's sort of like the thing is is that there are three kinds of movies in this house. There are Carol's movies my movies and our movies fried green tomatoes and Ooh, yeah the, the yaya that's gotta be on the sister, carol's that's, that's on the on the carols list and things like alien and 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 prometheus and stuff like that's on my list
2: so i so i had this i had this cyst removed from my face Jim. so i told my wife she was waiting in the waiting room um that if you if you see a little alien running through down the hall you'll know you'll you'll know where it came from yeah (laughs) and and it did it it actually ran between her legs (laughs) she said i saw that i saw it i saw it i tried to stomp on it but it was too quick (laughs) oh anyway it's it's healing nicely so you'll never know it was there right Hopefully it hasn't laid any more eggs in it, anywhere in my body. It probably has. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been watching this cool show. I, I know we're holding you up here, Jim, but um, it's called Fortitude, and it, it's set in. Um, check it out. It's on net. It's now it's on Amazon. It's set in a like a colony that's in the in the Arctic Ocean, and yeah. it's like a mining colony. Yeah, and and they dig up this mastodon. Really, um, oh, wow. carcass. And it's got some kind of infectious bacteria in it that, like, takes over the town. And people start um, – it, it's sort of they, – they sort of turn – not really like zombies, but they, they get, like, real freaky. And they um, – some reason they – they hit the people their victims on the head with whatever they have like the, right like um, one kid they thought he had they thought he had the mumps but he actually had he, he was a kid that found a piece of this mastodon yeah he brought it home and he got this like weird thing going and he ran out now, now you gotta remember this is like an arctic atmosphere so he it's like way far up at like it, at it's the sort arctic of like Circle. the thing. it's like a mining it's, it's sort of like almost. the thing it is very similar to that yeah so he ran out like in the middle of the night with just his pajama bottoms on and yeah. went into this guy's house and the guy saw him outside. He was like, whoa, what's this kid doing out in the cold? Yeah. He brings him in and the, he's looking at the kid's feet, like trying to warm him because he had bare feet. You know? right. And the kid takes a cutting board, clunks him on the head Yeah. and then proceeds to cut him open and like um, put the, like infect him. Like right. it's, oh. it's like, okay. They he, he actually put the, the spores or whatever this virus is, right vehicle is into yeah. this guy see yeah and so now it sort of like takes over the whole it's taken over the town it, it also
0: know? it also it's remi- really cool, it's it, also, cool it also Check re- it also it also reminds me of of an episode of the x-files one of those ship in the bottle episodes yeah whereas yeah. It's, like, it's
2: not probably a new new concept but right it's, but it's well done so it's uh, right. worth checking out right okay. so, so anyway, anyway so anyway jim so we've kept yeah. you way over time jim but oh,
4: that's okay
2: but we it was normally a good normally
4: I'd be fine but I got so much to. I got to run the office supply They two missing documents they just told me that I need the facts to fax them
2: hey Jim before you go send Sally my love I haven't talked to her for a long oh, long I time would. and uh, yeah. tell her thanks for the kudos and tell her to keep listening she's a, she's a very special lady she always yeah. has been I always got a real good vibe from her so. and, and you know
3: what mm, she's, she's
2: cool s- send me her address Jim
3: okay we will
2: do alright talk to you later Jim okay Jim take it easy man bye nice. Great interface. Came here,
4: wipe
0: out. Al Landrin is pioneering a brand new frontier of fandom and collecting: set decoration reproductions. Landrin Artifacts is the premier location to purchase wall reliefs that are inspired from the temple cave carvings seen in Raiders of the Lost Ark. His work also includes pedestals and stands for prop replicas. Al Landrin has several prints of his phenomenal artwork that's reminiscent of early H.R. Geiger's designs and traditional gothic horror images. When you see these products for the first time, you'll realize it's something you've always wanted but can never express into words. Check out Landrin Artifacts, but be warned, after getting one, you'll have to have them all. Check out his webpage, landronartifacts.com or follow the link on our main page, Fedorachronicles.com.
3: down, I keep my eyes on the prize, on the long falling skies And I don't let my friends get hurt All you backroom schemers, power trip dreamers Never find something new to say Cause you're the same old story, it's the same old pride And you've got some evidence I'm the space cowboy, that you were ready for that. I'm the space cowboy, I'm sure you know
1: where it's at. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't you know it? I screw with the wires and that's what happened. Yeah, you never learn your lesson, Er. Or... I never, ever learn, I think.
2: Well, well, while Walt is out... you you're got just the gonna... wire in your pant leg there. So I don't, I don't know if that's going to work
0: for me. Mm, Is that a wire in your pant leg, or are you just happy to yeah, see me? Or a half a roll of Tums. <laughs> half a roll of Tums? Yeah. Or, or are you just happy to see me? Uh, I wouldn't say half a roll of Tums. I'd... That's, a,
2: that's a joke. I know it's that's a, a joke, joke, but... I would say tongue-in-cheek, but that <laughs> might not be a good choice of words. No. <laughs>
0: okay so, uh, so so let's talk about this brookings institute memo
2: right, you want to get right on that don't you Eric? well what, where, where do you want to start where, where well do i think start with this? number one i think we should do a slight recap of our previous show on nasa just for the people who haven't heard that right for who people who are new to the podcast that maybe this may be their first episode, who will after they hear this will be dying, of course, to go back and listen of, to all of, the other
0: ones. Of course, and and, and um, we are going to warn you that as as Walt and I have progressed, the shows just keep getting better and better. Right,
2: our early ones, earlier ones are crude attempts at podcasts, but we're semi crude anyway. Yeah. We, we've certainly much more polished than we than we were. Back that,
0: yes, yes.
2: So, so you want to just do a quick recap of our previous show, talking about um, at least the surface formation of NASA and, and how it got started, and kind of segue. Well, into, you, go, you You can segue into the Brookings. Institute. Okay. So the that thing life.
0: is, is that you can just basically go about and saying that there, the history of NASA that's public or it's been publicized is only like really sort of part of the overall story. Whereas everybody knows the story of how the Russians managed to put an artificial satellite in space and Sputnik Sputnik. And, and it made everybody panic and everybody Mm. in the United States is sort of freaked out because the thing is, is that we kind of like looked down at the Soviets. We thought the Soviets were, you know, we're not up to the job as, as it, as it were. And, obviously we have to get into operation paperclip talking about how the um, americans and the british well, we pretty much abducted former nazi scientists or nazi scientists after the end of world war ii
2: brought them here into the united ducked, states is the right where I, I think we gave them um, an out from from you know, i think in some cases prosecution for you could stuff they did during well the war. well
0: you you mm-hmm. have a choice you could either be hung uh, at <laughs> nuremberg or you can work for us right out in the middle of the desert and you can get all this all the fried green uh, tomatoes and spam cactus can, blossoms uh, and cactus stuff. blossoms mm. and tequila yeah, take your choice take your choice mm. which would you rather pick walt would you rather be hung? Yeah, I'm, or uh, i'm thinking i'd be working for for the american government exactly at that point and the thing is is that so
2: but the, but the uh pro- the progenitor actually really of nasa was um a little bit earlier on um when when they started doing research for you know uh rockets and and that kind of thing yeah. rocket fuel and um but then the nazi scientists came over and, and really amped up that whole that whole thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: um, they, they were doing a lot of research pre-war and in the, during the war to, you know, they, they developed a lot of technology that then became United States technology, yeah. including, including the atomic bomb. I mean, there's no,
0: there's no doubt that you can look at what the nazis did with rocket rocket technology and the nazis were definitely ahead in the rest of the world in regards to not, the, mm-hmm. the the rockets because of the the V1 and the V2 and eventually almost the V3 using rockets to try and decimate London in an effort to get London to drop to their knees and surrender before the nazis were right. overrun and and right. and they were had the crap beaten out of them by the right. Americans. And,
2: and you have to extrapolate that into to um what if um the war hadn't ended when it did you know if it had gone a little bit better for the for the germans you know who knows what could have happened if that stuff all came to fruition yeah you know uh, it would have been game over i think you know i think it would have been um a german ruled society yeah uh, but i guess luckily that that didn't happen and and so so so, kind of fast forward into the early uh, '60s when when Kennedy got elected, and like you said, the Russians put Sputnik up. When what year was that? Was that late '50s or I think it was the mid '50s, '56. I'm was it that gonna... early? I, I don't. I didn't remember exactly when that was. Anyway, Kennedy felt like we had to really amp up our our endeavor in terms of space exploration and he really kind of created the apollo program yeah, 57, 57 57 and october right uh, f- october
0: right. 4th 57
2: okay um, and then the russians had really had the jump on us in a lot of ways and that yeah. probably was the german paper well it wasn't paperclip for russia i don't know what Literally whatever they was, what called their, it they had their they own
0: equivalent of paperclip right.
2: the Ruski uh, version Perfect. of that yeah um, project drink vodka or something <laughs> um, so yeah so, so kennedy kind of put the put the space program on steroids and and said that we will. challenged challenged the government to, right. to 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 get a man on the moon by what did he say 1970 1970 he wanted to by the do end something. by
0: the end of the decade mm-hmm.
2: so that's really how the apollo program got rolling and and how our how nasa really got formed allegedly allegedly that's the official story right now as it turns out there's really two nasas or, or maybe even more right um there's the nasa we know which is which is the kind of the face of nasa the public face that we all know about and and it seems like it's a pretty benevolent group that is really trying to just further the the um mankind in terms of creating vehicles and things that are going to go off into space and and, although that's kind of flatlined now that that we're not really we don't really seem to have a concerted effort to go out into space
0: well that's changing that's Mm. that's changing that's That's, mm -hmm. and that's debatable but
2: well for a good amount of time after we went on you know after we made it to the moon and then they did the, They had the uh, space shuttle program and those kinds right. of things. It sort of doesn't seem like it's made a lot of progress. It's, We've made, it's been defunded a we, little bit, I think. We
0: have made human- At least
2: that part of NASA.
0: We have made incredible mm-hmm. progress mm-hmm. with the unmanned space program, especially with Hubble, the, the Mars probes, um, the, the, uh, the probes for the, for the outer solar system, mm-hmm. including Galileo mm-hmm. and Cassini. Uh, you know, I mean, we we I mean, we landed a space probe on on the moon Titan. That's a pretty huge thing. That that is definitely. In terms definitely, of manned, but as far as manned exploration, we have focused not, not more so on low, just or or just Earth orbit.
2: At least in in the NASA program that we know. Yep. Now apparently, there's two other secret space programs. Yep. Uh, yep. And one of them as probably a lot of people don't know, apparently was started by Kennedy himself. Yes. Um. And and what I think he realized was that, you know, in order to actually get anything really done, it, it was going to have to be some kind of a covert um, process. Yeah. Um, although, it was, you know, he found that covert things kind of abhorrent, apparently. Um, he He actually made an offer to... Um, Nikita Khrushchev and to the Russians at a speech at the UN and and I wanted to correct myself from from the last show on NASA, I I said that he was killed two weeks after that speech, it was two months
0: actually that was
2: in September and he was killed in November
0: there's also um, other things going on at the same time.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, there was a laundry list of it's it's hard to of, determine of reasons why Kennedy was killed. It's it's hard that to might te- have been part of it. It's
0: hard to or. determine which was the final straw, whereas yeah. the the secret internal cabal led by LBJ right. and Curtis Lemay had as said, as
2: the comedian Richard Belzer says, um, it's easier to figure out the people who didn't want to kill Kennedy yeah than than the people who did yeah. Um, so um so Kennedy got this this I, I believe in anyway, we got this secret space program rolling and and there's actually two yeah um, covert ones anyway there's there's one that's run by the Navy and there's one that's run by the Air Force uh, now the 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 Air Force program is more aligned with planetary defense yeah um, defense
0: against who <laughs> well
2: we don't know that's the thing we don't know um, and and these, the Navy program is is more about deep space, going out in deep space. More yeah. along the lines of what we see in Star Trek. Right. That, that kind of mindset. Um,
0: keep in mind this is all alleged based on Oh
2: yeah, this is, it's alleged. There's there's a lot of people who have come out and talked about it. Right. You know. Um, there are a lot of people who have come out and they have said that they've
0: been a part of these programs. And well, yeah, there's a guy
2: there's a guy, Corey Good who, who um, uh, allegedly was part of the, I believe that the Navy program. Yeah. Um, interesting. When you think about, when you go back to Kennedy, what, what branch of the service was Kennedy in? He was in the Navy. There you go. Well, PT 109, he wanted PT 109 in space, I think is what in he was going for. In the Navy, <laughs> you can sail the seven seas. In we the might Navy. be able to get a, um, uh, some bumper music out of that. Arizona. Yeah. So, so this guy, Corey Good. And, and, you know, if you believe what he's saying, you know you can go two ways with this. You can either put him in the same category with with Laura Eisenhower, yeah, who um, classifies herself anyway as batshit crazy, and other people do too. Sure, and that's but that's um, okay. That's so this guy Corey Good is is either batshit crazy, or what he's saying is like the most incredible story that you know that you can listen to now he he says that he was my lab he was he was um for the people who don't know my lab is a military abduction
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, actually done by our military in this case i guess it would have been some branch of the navy when he was a kid um i think probably in the 12 year old range because he had been he had been given some tests and he showed a, um, a high degree of uh, in certain areas um, i think intuitiveness was one of them yeah um, where he took these tests, I'm not sure, but I think it was in school. Um, so there might be some program like that's identifying kids that that can be channeled into sure, these things. Sure, sure. Um,
0: Do you think that really happens though in schools, Walt?
2: I don't know. I, I I never had any any privy to that, but who knows? Who knows what? Who knows what's embedded in in standardized testing? You know? That yeah. You don't know. You just don't know. So so he claims that he he was abducted, um, and he went you know, into these orientation programs where he eventually became part of the of the secret space program and, and he was taking on ships and he went to, you know, other planets and things like that. So again, on the surface, this this stuff seems crazy. And when I first started hearing this, I'm thinking, wow, this guy's really out there. Yeah. Uh, and he did a whole series of shows with David Wilcock on Gaia. Um, And man, if what he's saying is true, this 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 program is really developed it and
0: it also Um, explains some of the some of the questions that we had talked about nasa has what how many billions of dollars that they spend each year or they're allocated each year 19 billion but that's just the surface that's just what we know surface right i think it was closer to 18.5 but who's
2: you know who who cares it was 19 the new new budget the the, 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 the 2018 budget is 19.1 yeah I think Trump might have amped it up just a little bit. I know Obama was kinda of gradually cutting that back, but yeah. I think Trump amped it up a little bit. But anyway, that's just the NASA that we see. Um, here's here's an interesting fact. Yeah. You, you know, you, you kinda have to ask yourself, okay, if if they really do have this very sophisticated space program that nobody knows about, how's it funded? I mean, that's a logical question. Where the hell is this money? Well we, we talked this about it's gotta be costing, you know, if if the regular NASA, if the if the face of NASA, the straight-up surface NASA, is getting 19 billion, and and they're not really, I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's not, <laughs> it's not producing many results really, as far as I can, I'm concerned. What's this? What's There's the funding one. for this other, or these other two groups that are doing this? Or could
0: it be funded in such a way that's so outside the economy and that American there dollars? There you go. American dollars is just sort of irrelevant because it, it's kind
2: of a black, op, black ops type of thing. You know we we know that the CIA um, was it nineteen forty nine when the CIA act was passed which which says that um, the CIA is not accountable for yeah. for the funding that they use. Yeah. so it pr- pretty much gives them carte blanche yeah in terms of how they fund things and, and we know that pretty clearly they've been funding different programs over the years with with drug trade with um, who knows what all kinds of black market stuff you know and and nobody can really pin that down on anybody no um, we know that during the Vietnam War they were bringing drugs back or channeling funneling drugs through Vietnam which is one of the reasons for the Vietnam War um, they were bringing it back in caskets of, with soldiers you know yeah. uh, that's, that's been documented you know which is horrible but
0: yeah a there's Vietnam. a lot of people who had said that you know they're that um, that body bags were used to yeah, transport
2: absolutely, absolutely. opium back. Yeah. You know, there was a guy. I read a, an account by a guy that said he his his buddy was killed in combat, his patrol or whatever. Right. And and wherever the wherever the bodies were accumulated in these body bags, he wanted to look at them, like say goodbye to him. You know. Yeah. And they wouldn't. They said, No, 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 you can't open that up. You know. They wouldn't let him. So. Yeah. Wonder what was in there. You know. Who knows. That's yeah. So anyway, this this funding. Um, Apparently, has been going on for, for a long time. You know, right? Who knows how far back that goes? I know, at least until nineteen forty nine when that when the CIA CIA got that you know get out of jail card or yeah. pass go card. Uh, so the only time the defense budget has been audited was a three year period when uh, Bill Clinton was president. And let's see, that was ninety seven to ninety nine. Does that sound about right or? Yeah. I have it written down here somewhere. I think that's what it was. It was it was in the it was during the Clinton administration anyway. And and when that audit came back during that three year period, yeah. guess guess how much money they couldn't account for. Billions, maybe. Oh, you're way off, Eric. Trillions? One point seven trillion dollars that they couldn't account that for. That they couldn't account for in the defense budget.
0: Which also echoes when Hillary Clinton was in the State Department mm. under her watchful eye. The State Department lost a couple of yeah, they billions. They lost a of bunch dollars. of money in Iraq or something. Today. They lost a bunch of money, and they don't
2: even know where they lost well, it. How does it happen? How do how do you not account for like? Tri- how can a you lose dollars? a trillion dollars? I don't know. In well, a, it's, it's going. It's being used. I, my opinion, being used for the secret space program. It's used and for selling secret going. program. Well, I think that's where a lot of it's going. I, uh, again, my opinion, but you know, I don't have any real hard evidence of that, but. If you listen to a lot of a lot of people there. That's what they're saying, you know. And um, the one one of the uh, main sources for this stuff is Mike Barra. Yes, um, he he's got a book um, came out in 2016, um, and that is that's called the i've got it written here it's called hidden agenda yeah nasa and the secret space program and it's a pretty definitive book on on all this stuff and he really traces yeah. the, the evolution of it back to what we were talking about earlier with a sonora flying club in the in the 1800s yeah. all the way up into prussia when they started working with anti-gravitational stuff um all the way up to into the 50s and 60s yeah. um a lot of a lot of this stuff started rotating around Roswell yeah. in, in that area. Nineteen forty-two was. A, are you familiar with the Cape Girardeau crash? Yeah. You know anything about that? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. If, what do you know about that? I don't know much about it. That was one of the early um, supposed alien crashes where. We, we acquired alien technology. Yeah, it's it's we, it's, we uh, then, um,
0: it's another one of those stories where somebody allegedly came across upon a crash, and, of course, the military swept in and said, mm-hmm. hey, listen, if you tell anybody...
2: Right. You you're know, dead
0: meat. You're dead meat. Right. And this
2: predates Roswell. Anyway. Yeah. But um, a, and a lot
0: of people have speculated about, you know, what was it? What is it that they found? What, and some people had actually thought that it was... Um, uh, you know, some kind of Nazi craft that was well, spy craft or something.
2: Yeah, and and you know, there's two two sides of the coin on this. There's some people who believe that this is this is alien technology, and then there's people who believe that it's Nazi technology that um, they were sort of just learning how to control. You know, there there was yeah. a there was a 1952 incident where where kind of a squadron of UFOs showed up over the. Was it over the Capitol building in Washington or the White House? I think it was the yes, White House. Yes, it was both. Um, and, and a lot of people think that that was um, the beginnings of the Nazis kind of um, getting this technology rolling that they, that they developed during, during the war and after the war. So And then other people thought they were alien craft, so it was a squadron, like like five, five ships, I think, that that hovered yep. for quite some time so 1952 was during the eisenhower administration and um uh, i think pretty early on uh, that was was that when that been when he was elected 52 it was right around in that time frame cuz he he was, was that, president from 52 to 60 so he had two terms right yeah
0: i'm trying to cuz the thing is is that um truman truman was still president after the korean war and that was 53 so would have been so eisenhower would have been in office from yeah, well,
2: Eisenhower only had one term.
0: No, I think he was in well, he, there. From... He ended
2: in sixty, so he would have had to been fifty two. It would have had been his presidency. Anyway, so I, I, I think Eisenhower is a bigger player in this than. Um, well, I, I think a lot of people don't even realize that he was a player in this. I, you know, supposedly he had a, a covert. He he was taken to a covert meeting.
0: Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I don't mean to interrupt you here. Right. From January 20th, 63. Um, so he was there for the end of the Korean War. Then, um, January 20th, 1961, was when he left office. 51. 61. He was Eisenhower was in office from January 20th, 53, to
2: 61. Okay, so Truman was still president in 52.
0: Then. Yeah. Okay.
2: So uh, anyway, Eisenhower was apparently taken to this meeting and, and met with some type of alien race who offered him a deal of some kind. Um now this this took place in Cal he was in Palm Springs yeah. vacationing or something. And and he sort of disappeared for the weekend. I mean, there was some talk that he had a dental appointment or something, but which is probably me The up. story changed a couple of times yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um and now that now the both factions of the of the secret space program have their own bases. The the Air Force faction is they're they're based out of Area 51. Mm-hmm. Um, and the naval faction is based out of China Lake, which which is in California, I believe. Right. Um, and they also have another base in the uh, in Utah, in the in the Washaw Mountains, I think, uh, which they probably do testing and things like that because it's kind of desolate. It's out in the middle of the desert. It's out in the I mean, middle of nothing, yeah. So that may have been where where Eisenhower was taken to. I don't know, but it, but he had this meeting apparently with with these aliens in 1954, and was offered some kind of a, a deal. Um, I've seen a couple different things. Um, one, one of the things was that they offered, the aliens offered technology in order to be able to abduct a certain amount of people to do, right. to do biological studies on them. And then the other thing was that um, he was offered some kind of a peace agreement, um, to bring the world into into a peaceful resolution, and he turned it down for I don't maybe the price for whatever was, reason yeah the price was too high for what they were asking I I don't we I don't know yeah, the terms of it we probably yeah. never will but I mean this is all sort of I don't know if this is really documented but there's, there's there are so many
0: there it. there's so much speculation <clears throat> out there and there's so many documents right, out there right. that sort of like it sort of like rings true to me from everything that I've heard it makes sense it, it does. does it makes a lot of sense it, and it also explains. I mean, every every year, half a million people disappear. Right,
3: right.
2: I'd, I'd be curious to know if um, Eisenhower's great-granddaughter, her her name is Laura, interesting, her name is Laura Magdalene Eisenhower. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the Magdalene comes from. I don't know where this is. Is it Mary- Magdalene or Mandolin? No, it's Magdalene. It's okay. like Mary Magdalene.
0: Mary Magdalene, okay.
2: So I, I don't know if that has any significance or not, but. At any rate, it would be interesting to know if 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 he ever said anything to her. I I guess she she was probably small though when he was still alive. Uh, so he you know there's chances of him actually talking about it to her somehow somehow we, slim.
0: she may know everything that he knew somehow it was passed down or who
2: knows we don't know. I but I I I'd, I'd be interested to talk to her see if we maybe get yeah. her as a guest or something you know. Um, She's been on different talk shows and things. Like yeah. That. So, so that's that is a possibility. And she's
0: been, and apparently, she, like we had said earlier, she had been recruited for some sort of strange program
2: for Mars colony. Yeah. yeah. Um, you should post that thing, that email that I sent. You I should got post it. that on the show. Page. I got it. But, uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to know if she had any knowledge of that at all. Um, so, so now we kind of fast forward a little bit to Kennedy. Um, now Kennedy apparently had knowledge of the artifacts on the moon yeah. and the artifacts on on mars we don't know how he found and out about that know. either don't know about that and don't know for sure that's true but but supposedly that was what um prompted him to to start uh, a secret space program a breakaway space program kind right of. knowing with that knowledge that you know that was going to be something hard for people to yeah. swallow yeah, to the American public in general. So the face of NASA was for us to create the Apollo program and go to the moon, right? But there was really another agenda behind that, supposedly, which is sort of nefarious. But
1: well, the thing is,
2: maybe I, I'm, I'm not sure. There's a reason I, I th- why. I think I think that the intention was was to figure out if we could use that those artifacts to, to gain to gain the upper sure. hand with. Um, Technology. Yeah. You know, if there was any significance to, to those artifacts in terms of technology that we could, you know, reverse engineer or, or whatever. So I guess that's how that all got rolling, you know, that, that, at least the American version of it. Now, um, another thing that I know you want to talk about, you're kind of chomping at the bit, I know, Eric, is... Mm-hmm. is is that I guess Eisenhower, and then it, it sort of folded into the Kennedy administration, um, commissioned this report called the Brookings Report. That's not the full name. That's the unofficial name of it. Which, well, give us the full name. The full name is convoluted. But Go ahead, lay it on us. I'm
0: trying to get to the
2: actual... I like, stumbled over it in the last
0: show. But... Proposed Studies on the Implications of Peaceful Space Activities for Human Affairs. And this is... I'm not sure how to how I can say this and not underplay it, but when Walt told me about it, and and I was overwhelmed by what he had said, and he just scratched the surface, and we said we're going to take a break, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read the I, I read the entire document, I I read it from the beginning to end, and it is the blueprint of everything that had occurred between. 1960 and now whereas they laid out all the all the technological hurdles that we would eventually overcome it doesn't actually call it the world wide web but there they lay out a a system where everybody would have access to all kinds of information all at once instantaneously
2: Mm -hmm. wow using that
0: Talking about telecommunications and how tele- telecommunications w- was going to have to improve with the use of, of satellite technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this
2: was this was late fifties. This was done right. This is late fifties. So was really on the on the cutting edge. And the, of yeah, technology and, and technology. Right? And, and you read it, and
0: and it talks about the evolution of television. Whereas with satellite television, they were going to open up more channels for more people to do stuff with the channels. They were, they had alluded to the fact that there is going to be a twenty four hour a day news cycle. They didn't mention. They described social media without calling it social media, and right. and and talking about and a lot. One of the things that they spoke about specifically was how there was going to be trickle down technology from NASA to our everyday lives, like the laptop the audio board that I'm using right now, flat screen TVs Mm -hmm. and talking about how space technology was going to have to revolutionize everyday life here on earth, whether it's from the fabrics that we use in, in the clothes that we wear to the, to manufacturing of cars, motor vehicles was going to have to change Uh, there. And Materials like plastics that they couldn't even imagine were going to have to be developed. And the way that you pay for these, all these developments, is integrated into
2: American society and Western society right. in general. Right. Just just to back up a peg for the people who didn't listen to the previous show, the Brookings Institute is a think tank based in Washington D.C. Based
0: in Washington D.C. Right, so you
2: have all all these like really intelligent people. Um, Margaret Mead, the anthropologist, I think she's an anthropologist, was one of the people on this on the board at that particular time when this study was done. Uh, Do we know who commissioned the study? Was it was it NASA or was it Eisenhower or was it? All it said was that it was
0: it was commissioned by NASA. Under the guise of of the president at the time, it was it was the president okay, of the United States, right. and NASA had commissioned this report from the Brookings Institution. I wish
2: I had read that about twenty years ago. I would have invested in Facebook when it first started. Yeah, uh, but, but the uh, thing unfortunately is, unfortunately, I didn't. So.
0: But it's like a, and, and it's a really easy read because the first part is the, is the summary. Mm-hmm. The summary is a distillation of everything that comes afterwards. And it's like in an HTML document, it's like, maybe like a, like uh, six pages that basically goes into deeper detail. And, and the thing is that I talked to, I talked a lot about, you know, how, how weather satellites, is going to change every aspect of, hu- of, of human life here on earth using a satellite guidance systems like the gps right. it was going to change the way that we move products back and forth and how people are going to better navigate in their daily life and it was just like it's like when we talk about how the president On the first day of duty is called into an office and said, "Okay, well, here's the plan for the next four years of your administration. This is
2: what you're going to do.
0: This is the plan. This is this is (laughs) part of the plan. And part of the plan was how do we secure fossil fuels from the Middle East? to make sure that we can continue to fuel these programs. It didn't say you're going to start a war with Iraq. You're not going to fly airplanes into the twin towers. But what it did say was that we need to, we, we need, here's a laundry list of things that we, you need to do to get us to the next stage of human evolution as right. far as space travel. Right. And the thing is talking about medicine, medicine is going to have to be geared towards how to keep people healthy in extreme horrible conditions in, in, in space.
2: So this is this is kind of almost like a, a future documentary sort of, of of the way, yeah, things are going to evolve. And, yeah. and, and you have to wonder how they extrapolated all that stuff out. But I, I guess it's it was all based on what they saw presently and what they thought could that could turn into. Yeah. Now there's a section where they talk about which which is really sort of segues into what we're talking about today. Yeah. On on um, encountering alien. Civilizations is that is yeah. that the way they phrased it, or do, do you have that section?
0: the can, the section the section that everybody sort of like sort of freaks out on is the it, it one of the final sections the implications of a discovery of extraterrestrial life, right? right. And the thing is, is that. And 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 the the version I'm looking at it was highlighted here is the sentence: "Artifacts left at some point in time by these life forms might possibly be discovered through our space activities on the Moon, Mars, or Venus." And then it talks about later on the anthropological files containing examples of societies that had visited Earth. That's probably where Margaret Mead came in. Yep, historical empirical studies on the behavior of people and their leaders when confronted with the dramatic and unfamiliar events or social pressures, meaning it goes on to what would happen to society if society found out that we are no longer alone in the universe or we never were alone in the universe. How would that affect us? And it, and it does not say hide this information. It suggests it would be a good idea if you hide the And this, it might be disastrous if you didn't.
2: Yeah. You know, so you, you can sort of see how, you know, somebody could say or multiple people could say, look at that and say, you know what, we can't, if, you know, whatever we do find, we, we can't bring this out. It's, yeah. It would cause mass, you know, mass havoc to, to, to the population of the world. Um, I think maybe the people in the United States might be a little more prepared for that kind of thing because of our history of like we we're talking about earlier with watching shows like twilight zone and movies like close encounters of the third yeah. and you know, I think we might be a little more set up for that, but think about some other countries where right? they didn't have privilege. There, to. I mean, it could be like a religious experience. There, you know? there are certain passages in this
0: Institute that says that we need to use the media to prepare people for the inevitability.
2: There you go. There you go. There it is right there just exactly what i was saying. It's right there in black and white. Yeah. You know if you read it, uh, it. it's probably something everybody should take a look at. It's the know?
0: most yeah. important document of the 20th
2: century. It, it's it's amazing that it's so under identified as, as it's, its important. You know, I mean anybody that's familiar with ufology and that kind of stuff is is very familiar this with this is it, the smoking and in, in some ways, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. When
0: it when um, it when it when it talks about disclosure mm-hmm. or the lack of disclosure, this is this is the smoking gun document. This is like this is like the Pentagon Papers of ufology. Yeah,
2: yeah, it really is in, in some senses. That's that's very true. Um, one one of the things that occurred to me, and this is this is Mike Barr's uh, thought, but I I agree with it, is that the the real smoking gun for the um, Secret space program is the fact that we've we've really flatlined on on propulsion. And we talked a little bit about this in the last show on NASA, yeah. but um, when you think about our, our our trajectory from say like the eighteen fifties, where you know the basic mode of transportation was horse and buggy and yeah. wagons and yeah. so on and so forth, and then we gradually or maybe not so gradually built up through. Um, Internal combustion engines and and um, that kind of thing, all the way up to jet engines, yeah, and and then liquid fuel rockets, and that was sort of 1960. And now, where have we gone with that? We've gone nowhere. What's well, the official we've, we've, story? Well, we flatlined. Basically, Does, is there any? A more advanced propulsion system than a than a liquid fuel rocket. No, we just just, we know of.
0: We're just getting better and better at making liquid fuel rockets.
2: Right, but that's a very crude form of technology. Yeah. When you compare it to uh, what the Nazis were doing, um, and and even pre-Nazi. They were doing that. You know, that's that's really the next section of this is. We we talked about earlier. uh, About the NIMZA. We were talking to Jim, and and how in the eighteen hundreds they really the Nimsa were a group of scientists and industrialists in Germany, which actually at that point was not really Germany. Germany it was Prussia, mm-hmm. um, which is which is where my grandfather was from, actually. Um, so they they developed this this technology based on I, I I'm not sure where where they got the knowledge from, but um, you have to wonder if there wasn't some kind of Alien intervention with that at that point. Um, what was that?
0: Oh, it was just Abby choking on something. Oh,
2: yeah. oh well, that's all. Um, so, you know, as we talked about, the NIMSA, f- I think, financing this whole thing. And, and this morphed into um, what became the early development of, of the Nazi yeah, the Nazi program, and and the Nazis had a very interesting approach to. They, they were great engineers, you know. The German yeah. engineers were, were really 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 brilliant engineers, but they also had another viewpoint which was a little different. Um, they had a kind of a more spiritual viewpoint. They they didn't really separate science from spirituality. If if you if you look at, um, say like the the, the Nazi bell. Their guacas. They had they put symbols on that, if you see if you look at pictures of it, that were actually more like runic symbols. Yeah. Um and and there was some belief that the runic symbols were some uh form of language that uh offered access to another to to other dimensional energies. So it's it's kind of a merging of physics and, and spirituality. And there was there was a woman um jim mentioned her last week or last time we talked to jim um uh her last name was orsik okay she was kind yeah. of a psychic or a spiritualist yeah. and she downloaded a lot of a lot of information about anti-gravity and things like that and she did it in in runic yeah she she wrote in runic um uh, don't we have somebody that wants to sponsor us that that uses runic uh makes runic jewelry or something
0: um, yeah, yeah, as a, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, Al Landron is um, yeah, a lot of his his work is inspired from from ancient runes and
2: from from runic, runic no runic 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 the runic uh, the runes yeah the, the little stones is that what we're talking about or?
0: I think we're I think we're talking about like wall like the the symbology that you have there that is this
2: is a, this is an actual language the runic, runic language okay. it's actually written characters.
0: Okay, I'll um, I'll look into what you what I think you're talking about. And we'll talk about that later.
2: That comes into play too with the um, Rendlesham Forest incident. Yes, where, where that was on the apparently these runic characters were on that were on that ship. Yeah, that crashed in. The, That's another show we need Forest. to do. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. But but it all sort of kind of connects together, you know. And and the Nazis were were working on this technology, this propulsion system. They there there was a guy Carl... Uh, 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 get his name here.
0: Meanwhile, the house is falling
2: apart. It sounds like my it, dog yeah. just got inside. Shell Uh, Victor Schellenberger. He he was actually Austrian, and, and the and the um the, the Nazis kind of maybe one of the one of as a I'm not sure when they got him it might have been pre-war but at some point they they got they got him and they sort of captured him like they they kind of made him work for them i I don't know how they did that they probably tortured him or something i don't know but yeah anyway he he had this theory of um anti-gravity yeah where he developed um opposing um polarities of discs yeah that spun at high speed in opposite directions and as a result created um lift Create an anti-anti-gravity kind yeah. of um, effect, and his his theories were what the Nazi Bell were were based on, you know. And that supposedly was an anti-gravity device, which was which the Nazis were working on in this in this same area. And, you, and, Prussia, and, and, where, and the thing is, where the Nimsa were located, and it's like I mean,
0: anti-gravity is such a staple of science fiction, and it's like it just didn't come out of nowhere.
2: Right. You know? And that's obviously what the flying saucer technology is based on. If, if you listen to um, uh, the, the, the guy that worked in Area 51, um, I've I lost his name now, but he, he reversed engineered technology apparently. Um, and it's all anti gravity. That's all what it's based on. So, you know, why do we not have some form of that? You know, but think about that. What would that do? that it, would totally blow everything out of the water gets that we yeah. use
0: for propulsion it gets back to this the 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 Brookings Institute document right. talking about what would happen if there was a sudden paradigm shift that said this is the technology that we have mm-hmm. and there's always like somebody who's saying well let's look at the unintended consequences if we if we actually had these these things like anti-gravity cars and i mean look look if if you could drive your volkswagen bus to the moon wouldn't you you know they i don't think that they really want to populate the heavens with
2: people like i, I wouldn't drive a volkswagen bus from just from here to the corner store well but i'm just saying I'm, you were unless, unless it had anti-gravity technology but if I mean. it had anti
0: if it had anti if you were had access to anti-gravity technology if everybody had access to it don't you think that that would be? Well, don't you think that, that would cause chaos? I mean, could you just imagine hot rodders, you know, flying over the treetops using anti-gravity? Oh yeah, be cool technology. But, but and- you'd
2: also have. I mean, it would. I'm sure it would be pollution free. Um, you know, it, it just it would. You know, it would totally gut the economy, uh, um, which is based on fossil fuels. You know, I mean, it would. Do away with that, basically. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I think it would. I mean, so where do you go with that? You know, where, where, <laughs> that's like a rock and a hard place. Well, I know? think I think that, that there's... If you have this technology that you know is going to make fossil fuels obsolete, where do you go with that?
0: Well, I think that a lot of what our economy is based on paying alms to other countries by buying their resources... And they have a little control over us. We have a little control over them. It keeps the balance of power and we don't want to upset that. Mm-hmm. What would happen to certain parts of the world? What would happen to the global economy if we didn't have to buy oil from these other countries? What would happen if we didn't have to buy these resources from other people? I, I, like, the, like with 3D, uh, 3D printing. 3D printing is changing manufacturing, turning it upside down on its head. Any any wild, crazy thing that you can imagine, you could actually build now. Like a if, building? If you like could a skyscraper? I mean, that's next. I know, I know. They're talking crazy. about... I mean, imagine...
2: imagine I don't even know how
0: that works, but... Uh, imagine, like, all the crazy, wild things that, that Frank Lloyd Webber wanted to do, but he couldn't do it because he didn't have the technology Frank to do Lloyd that. Frank Lloyd Wright? Y- yes. Yeah. Frank, what did I say? Webber. Frank Lloyd Wright. See, you know, we're, 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 we don't take ourselves that seriously. No, I'm willing not, to. But the thing is, is that imagine, I just like to correct. you. Imagine as you, ima- as you like to correct me. Um, imagine being able to build anything you can you can think of, but you didn't know how could we build this thing? We don't have the technique. Now, if you wanted to build something with these um, this amazing arches with these strange honeycomb patterns in it. And if you wanted to build, if, if you want to replicate the the Pharaoh's palace or whatever like that, you can do it all, and you can do it all on these three D printers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the, if you can have a three D printer dropped off at the corner of your driveway and have it replicate for you a brand new car, what is that going to do with the car dealerships just down the road? What what's what's that going yeah, to do? Yeah, it's going to
2: blow everything out. Um, and so, do, so getting getting back to the to the um, propulsion systems, um, if if you have this technology, you have this anti gravity technology, let's let's assume that it's been perfected to a certain point. Let's assume that for degree, a second. Okay, um, where do you go with that? Well, if you can't use it in everyday life, which you know the Brookings Institute kind of points to that in in some ways, if it's going to totally disrupt the whole economic system right what do you do with it you put it into some kind of program where you can use it to go some covert to go program. out into space and who knows what the what the real idea behind the secret space program is maybe they're you know they're mining things on other planets and asteroids and things well, like that uh,
0: and the thing is is that that also mm. leads to the question how do then how do we know that what we're seeing, the flying saucers, how do we know that that's not the United States Air Force or United States Navy?
2: We don't. We don't. You, you don't. You don't know. You just don't know. And and there's some thinking that um, there's there's still a, the Fourth Reich is still in play. Yeah. You know? um, maybe maybe they if they were working on this technology and during World War II and they've continued to work on it up to this point. I mean, how defined is that? You know? That's a that's a scary thought. Well, it is, and depending on what it's being used for, we don't we don't know. And and maybe a lot of the, the UFO sightings that we see are, are actually you know fourth Reich craft that are do, doing maneuvers, or, or or maybe they're, some form of craft from the from the Navy secret space program or, being tested. We or don't a know. combination. We, we we don't know. <laughs> The the point is that if we do have anti gravity technology, which I believe we do, um, why 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 don't we have privilege to it? You know that, that's well that's the Brookings Institute that, that, that always laid comes it out. Back to. It
0: yeah. lay it laid it out. The, the we do not want or they do not want human society to go too far too fast and upset the cart Because the thing is is that it all gets back to the money. Mm-hmm. Always does. Always get back to the money. Yeah, it always does. And and you have the people who are in power and in charge now in in Congress, in the Senate, mm-hmm. in the judicial, the executive branch, the whole kit and caboodle. All of these people, they are being financed by large corporations and the large corporations. Let's just like, say, Ford, GM or whatever, are dependent on what the government does. And they are beholden to, the government is beholden to the campaign contributors
2: who keep them in office. Right. Except the government is really just, it's like NASA. It's just a surface of of the real underlying power, I think. I don't think the government we see really has
0: true, true power. They just want to release this technology out in, in, in dribs and drabs and everything whatever it is that they have i mean we know that darpa is working on futuristic
2: well that's mil- weapons.
0: militarized
2: things it's militarized yeah
0: i mean the thing is this, is
2: this could this anti-gravity technology could be used for a multitude of um you know peaceful uses sure of you course
3: know,
2: it could replace airliners which, which I'm not saying this, this technology is totally safe either. I think no. that there's, there's been, you know, a lot of problems with it in terms of maneuvering and things like that. But I, I think at this point, the, the remnants of the Third Reich, which is now, I think, the Fourth Reich, because they had so much money left over from, from their treasury in World War II. Right. Who knows where they got that from? There's a lot of funding sources, probably some in the United States, even. Yeah. Um, I think has perfected this technology. And they and they showed that with um, with that battle that that bird fought with them. I mean, uh-huh. the technology they were using there was way ahead of of anything that we had at that point. I mean, we being the, the U.S. government. Uh, and 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 you know, when you think about the the, the typical UFO, you think of a disc with a sort of a dome on top. Right. You know, like, yeah. Like a cupola and this kind of thing. Well if you think about the Nazi bell, that's
3: it's, it's very similar yeah. shape. Very you know? similar. So you take a
2: Nazi bell and put it on a on a flying disc, which is very conducive to maneuvering, much more so yeah. than a traditional aircraft is, which takes a big has to take a big turn to, to turn around and they can't turn on a dime, you know no. like apparently like these craft can. So, you know, think of all the all the uses, you know, in terms of personal transportation, in terms of public transportation. And what if you could
0: just get on your disc and just, who wants to spend the weekend in Paris? Let's go, you know?
2: Yeah, you know, like, like Admiral Byrd said after Operation High Jump, you could get from one pole to the other in a matter of minutes. So yeah. That's pretty revolutionary, you know. That's, but there would I mean,
0: have to be some system in like place. I'd like to, to, I'd,
2: like to, I'd like to see that. Come about.
0: There'd have to be yeah. some system in place to keep people from crashing into each other. Well, they,
2: I'm sure they'd all be computerized and who knows? and all yeah. that stuff. You know, yeah. If they, if they have that technology, I'm sure they could work that out. Somewhere.
0: But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that as soon as this technology gets out and it's been out for a couple of years, people will be tinkering with it in its garage this is the thing get this technology into the hands of people who like to tinker in their garage and see what they do see well, what they come up with like.
2: that's another that's a good point what why has hasn't somebody some private scientist like done this you know maybe uh, they have well we don't know about it. they've they didn't come out with it you know I, I think i think musk elon musk the guy behind tesla and yeah. That's another thing. Tesla, I think, was working on this kind of concept yeah. of of anti gravity. Um, there's there's um, when, when we have when we have Walter Bosley on, we can ask him. There's there supposedly uh, Tesla supposedly developed an anti gravity craft yeah. that went went off into space with with a group of people on board that went to Mars and and never returned. So I don't know. If that's what, it's a possibility. It's, it's, it's a possibility. You know, so we can ask him about that. And he's going to be on May 11th, which, which yep. is kind looking of looking
3: cool. forward to it. Right.
2: So I, I sort of get to get the sense we're kind of kind of wrapping things up here because we're we're kind of getting to the end of our time. So um, as as I said earlier, a lot of this material comes from um, from Mike Mike Barra's book. Mm -hmm. um about the secret space program so we we have a little thing going on um we're going to try to get mike barra as a guest that's another
0: thing we're going to yes
2: i've been in contact with him and he's under contract to to an agent so he's he can't do anything without getting at least a 250 dollars fee right um so we need to reach out to our listeners and see if we can raise money to get Mike Barra on the show. Now, Mike Barra, in my opinion, is one of the one of the people that's really on the forefront of this kind of thinking. He's really yeah. he's really jumping up now. He he was an aeronautical engineer for 25 years yeah. before he actually even got into this kind of stuff, and he's written uh, I don't know how many books, but he's got this book on. Um, the secret space program he's got a book that we asked accessed about nasa um the dark mission which he yeah. wrote with richard c hoagland who's who's another big big name in the field
0: there are a lot of huge um, names in this
2: yeah and, and mike Barr is really really stepping up with this he's been on coast to coast numerous times and um so I'd like to try to get him as a guest, and and he he will come on if we can if we can yeah. get his face. So
0: we started a GoFundMe page. So have you
2: got that rolling yet, or? We
0: got it, we got it rolling. I'm okay. going to I'm going to introduce it. It's just it's just a little just a little image. It's just a little page. And and Where,
2: how do you get to that? I, I, it's, I'm going to I'm going to start it out with twenty dollars.
0: All right. It's you go to the metaphysicalpodcast.com I,
2: I feel like I'm calling into the Jerry Lewis Telethon or something.
0: And and at the top of the page, you will see the link GoFundMe click where, on the banner where, where do we go now go it's going to be a gofundme page it's going mm-hmm. to be go it's at gofundme it's like it's just a link on our on our on on a page on our web page okay. our all right and then you just click that and it'll take you to the pledge page and you just say you just contribute what it, what you can right Contribute Take a quarter out of your piggy bank or something. It's smash the piggy bank. And and Here's your allowance. And this is gonna be <laughs> and on top of that, this is gonna be a big huge thing because he is going to come on the show and he is going to provide us more evidence that we ever could.
2: Oh, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's, mean, got he's got a lot of knowledge lot. He's and he's gonna share
0: a lot of things he, and he's gonna bring the goods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's
2: he, he's agreed to it. If we can if we can raise the money, yeah. he, he's okay with it. He he gave me his blessing.
0: Yeah. So, so the thing is, is that the goal is is to, to get the get the information directly from Mike Barra mm-hmm. about all the secrets sp- space program stuff that that uh, that he knows about. Right, we're going to tell you that we want Mike and we want Mike. And the thing is, is that and he we no- want Mike at the mic. And he knows he knows where all the skeletons are buried. And in well, he knows a lot NASA. of stuff.
2: He's, he'd be a great guest. He's and he's he's I've heard him on Coast to Coast, and he's he's been on Ancient Aliens numerous yeah. times. He's been on. This other show I've watched on Gaia called Deep Space. Yeah, um, he's he's got it. You know he's got, he's he's getting his name out there. He's he's got he's got a lot of notoriety with this kind of stuff. He's got a lot of credibility. Yeah. So if we can get him on, so you know, open up your wallets. Let this let some of those mods out. And yeah. Send us a dollar or two, whatever. You know, two hundred fifty dollars is not much. If
0: everybody who's listening to the show just contributed a couple of bucks, we would get this guy on sooner.
2: Yeah. And we're I'm, we're hoping to shoot for June. We're, yes, we're trying to get a guest a month. We've got we've got Walter Bosley right. lined up for um, for May. Yeah. Uh, so if we can get him for June or, or maybe in the summer, it would be great. Uh, yep. He he may have a new book coming out you yep. soon too. So, so uh, see what we can do. So go to the Metaphysical
0: Connection podcast. It's metaphysicalpodcast.com. and click the link. Go fund me, and we're gonna say. So, I want Mike. I want Mike, and then uh, and this is gonna this is gonna help us take the, the podcast to the next level, as it were. So right. we like Mike. Yeah, and we just and uh, we, we want to thank you in advance. So any last words, Walt?
2: No, I I just think that this is a very very I, I think this is an extremely important topic, uh, because it, it ties so many things together. You know, it ties the the Nazi technology with the secret space program, which I think really is something that people should know about. That um, is is a really important thing going on that a lot of people don't aren't aware of, and I, I think it has a lot of implications for now and going into the future. Um, What do you think,
0: There's a lot of circumstantial evidence that proves the existence of not only alien life and alien visitations, but the circumstantial evidence also points to the fact that the government knows about this and that they have taken the advice of institutes like the Brookings Institute and have kept it secret, kept it private, kept everything under their hat for reasons that... I'm kind of on the fence on, I can understand why they would want to keep, keep the paradigm intact, intact, mm-hmm. keep, keep the, keep the way of the world, the way of the world for a little while longer. And I do think that there is a systematic calculated program to slowly introduce to, to the public um, these concepts. And I think that they are, there's a systematic plan in place to slowly release this out in dribs and drabs, and I think that there is, even at, especially after what I've read over the over the past couple of days, that there is a conscious effort to turn our society into something more. And by reading what the Brookings Institute had said, is that there is a conscious effort to turn the United States and the rest of the world into a large giant conglomerate dedicated to the exploration of space. And according to the Brookings Institute, they there's a concerted effort to infiltrate every aspect of American life from transportation to education, to, to, to farming and, Every aspect you can possibly think of as is is being geared towards the next step in American evolution. And there's going to be pushback. There's a lot of people who say, no, take us back to the 1800s. There's a concerted effort to say, we don't want we don't want that. Okay, you don't want that. But there are a lot of people out there who seem to think that we can be so much more than we are. And there's so many benefits towards that. Whereas we can take that technology and we can do things here on Earth and make life better for everybody here on planet Earth through space technology, mm-hmm. through advanced technology that may not have anything to do with space
2: I think I think it's time we, we, we started to take our place in the in the galactic community you know where we are just not a primitive culture that has no ability to to, to reach out toward the stars. Mm. And I do think there's a, there's a larger galactic. Um, society, really. Uh, sort of like what they talked about in Star Trek. And I, th- I think Star Trek really was a precursor to that kind of thing, to that thinking. You know, we're, we're not earthbound. We're, we're, we're going to get out there and, and explore and, and become a more evolved, and, and hopefully become a more evolved race, both technologically and spiritually which I think is as big a part of it. I think
0: that if, the, if if this technology was used to eliminate needs and wants and be, make sure that everybody was able to live more f- f- fuller lives, f- f- lead lives that are not based on gimme, 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 mm-hmm. the latest right. gimmick greed, or whatever, based greed. On greed, yeah. you know, if everybody was able to have everything that they needed, not not what they wanted, but everything that they needed, and if we were stop killing each other over these little parcels of land all over the planet, I think that things would definitely improve and be able to knock some sense in these people's heads who are just they're in their entire paradigm is taking from other people
2: right well that's what our system is geared toward yeah, yeah. unfortunately but, see you know but if going back you mentioned the gods of Eden before you know he, he makes a real clear case for that you know if you read that book and to me that that should be a book that everybody reads because it, it really does give you a true sense of how history has evolved based yeah. on that concept you know and that's a contra- that's that's a concept that was introduced to the human race yeah that's not something that's innate i don't think yeah uh, it's what everything's based i mean everything's based on greed pretty much you know um, greed so, and control yeah well both yeah. yeah the two the two go together yeah you know. absolutely okay so i guess we're thank up you so much for another incredible show send us send us your uh, contributions to get to get mike on absolutely uh, hopefully we can get that done all right thank you once again for does an that, awesome can, show can, everybody. does that include um uh what's uh, PayPal? This, this is pay, yeah, oh, a paypal oh you pay, can you can take care of it anyway, anyway? yeah okay, absolutely that's how, gonna, that's how i'm gonna put my absolutely my 20 in
0: absolutely yeah. All right, Walt. Thank you for an excellent show. Same to you, Eric.
2: And also, one more thing. We'll be I'm back gonna... in two weeks. With uh, we'll be two weeks to to Walter Bosley, or I believe so. Yeah.
0: Okay. And while you're at it, definitely check out the link also for that Brookings Institute. And I want to get your thoughts on this. So, all right. Thanks a lot. Okay.
1: This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. That's also a great way to get in touch with Walt, Jim, and Eric, and let us know what you think of the podcast, as well as topic suggestions for a future show. If we use your suggestion, we'll send you a t-shirt or coffee mug. Just send along your size and preference with your email. You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our metaphysical connection group and following us on Twitter at physics laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be, too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. So for Walt, Jim, and Eric, this is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.